Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is a super exciting episode. This is an exciting day for me because the day this episode comes out is Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023, launch day for my brand new book, Untangled Faith, How Honest Conversations with God Lead to Deeper Connections, Clarity, and Peace. I want to share a little bit about the origin story of this book and actually record the introduction for you because if you're anything like me, sometimes I just want a little taste of what's that book going to be like? Is it really worth my time? Is it worth my money? And so I am going to throw you a little throw you a little carrot today and see if it wets your whistle, if it floats your boat. Let's see what other metaphors can I come up with if it interests you and you want to learn how to use this practice of having honest conversations with God so that you can get past some of those thoughts and feelings that are keeping you stuck, tangled up, because uh, this practice of communicating with God has worked for me. I am the queen, the absolute queen of indecision and being frustrated and not knowing which way to go and valuing other people's opinions. And God has taught me over the past, oh gosh, decades. What does it look like to truly connect with him, to listen to his voice above all others, and then follow his ways, obviously in love and respect with everybody around me. But how do we do that? How do we do that dance? So that's what today is, launch day. So if you are listening to this on May 2nd or afterwards, please go on to amazon.com, look up Untangled Faith by Megan B. Nilsen, N-I-L-S-E-N, and grab the book and journal for yourself. So Where did this book come from? When I started this coaching business, a lot of people who come to work with me, they have a problem, right? There's something they're stuck about, something they're ruminating about, something they don't know about uh, what they want out of life, a particular relationship that's been really frustrating, whatever it is. The circumstance can be different, relational, vocational, all the things. But one thing that remains the same is that they are somewhere and they don't want to be there anymore. They know they don't they know that they just can't stay here. But they don't know where to go in that relationship, in that job, whether it's listening to the voice of God and following what he's calling you to do. And so that's where a coach comes in and goes, "Okay, let's just let's pause the scene of your life. Take a look at what's going on around you." What's working? What isn't working? What? Where do you feel the stir of the Holy Spirit? Let's discern, is that God's voice? Is that his character? How do you know if it's his voice or your voice, etc.? And so a few years ago, I was somehow connected to a man named Mark Verkler of Communion with God Ministries. Connected with him online, of course. I haven't met him in person, although I would love to someday. And he taught me about this concept of two-way journaling. So Mark was teaching about how you could journal your thoughts out on paper, kind of set your timer so you just don't go, you know, crazy complaining, but you can be honest and uncensored and write out your thoughts to God and be like, dude, what gives God? I don't understand. And then you stop for a second 
take a deep breath, ask the Lord to give you his kingdom perspective. What is the truth that he wants you to know in this situation? Where's the love? Where's the grace? Where's the wisdom and the guidance? These are the things that God brings us through the power of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. So I was practicing two-way journaling where I would write out my thoughts to God, listen for his words of wisdom and love and guidance. And it was so powerful. I started to do it with my coaching clients and invariably there would be one or two that would say, oh man, I cannot hear from God. I don't hear from him. I don't really know. I'll try this journaling thing. I honestly hate to journal. So whatever, but you're my coach. So I'll be a good student and I'll do it. And then they would come back to me after doing this practice and they would say, oh my gosh, Megan, this is bananas. I, you, I have got to tell you what I was wrestling with, what I was asking God about and how he showed up, what he gave to me in my heart and in my mind that is so powerful and such divine wisdom. So two-way journaling has been so powerful. I certainly did not make it up how to journal with God. But one morning I woke up maybe a year or so ago and I felt like I had a blueprint, like a framework in my mind of kind of you release your words to God, you receive his kingdom wisdom, and then and then what do you do with that? Like now what? So he dropped this framework in my mind that is more guided and intentional where you can go past the releasing and the receiving and begin to dig, do some inner work in your own heart and mind about, okay, what's the truth that God is showing me here? Where do I feel some resistance? Where can I feel my flesh kind of going like, eh, okay, God, that's what you say, but I don't know if I really want to do that. Do I need extra counsel? Do I need extra confirmation, etc.? So this framework, guided journaling framework of beautiful exchange journaling dropped into my spirit. And I was like, man, this is pretty cool. So I started hosting uh, once a month, I call it Talk It Out Tuesday for about five or six months. And um, people would get on Zoom with me and I would take them through this guided journaling. And the discussions were so rich and amazing. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. God, all I'm doing is just prompting someone to listen to you and guiding them to ask very specific questions. And then they are coming up with solutions and guidance and peace and clarity with you all on their own. So I went to a retreat in Minnesota in the fall of 2022. And I led a group of women through this journaling and the leader of the retreat said, oh my gosh, Megan, this is amazing. I love it. It was so powerful. And I said, you know, I'm thinking about publishing a journal and making this accessible in a, in a bound up published journal for other people. And she said, when you get that journal published, let me know. I need a copy of it. I want to tell everybody about it. So the same gal, sweet Carla, invited me back to come up to Minnesota here at the end of April, 2023. And she said, I really would love to be uh, for you to come up and be the closer and guide people through the journaling so they can have a great moment of wrapping their mind around everything they, they experienced and, you know, listening to the Lord. And it'll be a great way to end the retreat. So I was like, okay, I am so honored. Yes, I will definitely come. And as I was preparing to think about what to share at this retreat and get ready, build some slides for this guided journaling again immediately the Holy Spirit was like, Megan, you can publish this journal and get it out into the world and it will be, it will be good. People will be blessed by it. Like the, the framework, the intentionality, the connection with God, amazing. But if you truly want to help people understand the nuances, the depth, the, the in greater depth and breadth, what this transformative experience is, then you need to write a book to explain it 
and then you can create the journal as a companion piece to it. And I knew right then and there that the clock was ticking because this retreat is at the end of April. And if I really wanted to write a book, I needed to get on it. So I felt it so strongly in my spirit that this message was to get out in book form so it could be anchored in deeper truth, in deeper uh, theological and biblical background. People could understand where is this really coming from? I could tease out each step of the process and really ground it in in some, like I said, biblical theology and um, help people understand what are they doing? What are you doing when you go through this process? And also, must I say, debunk the myth that journaling is boring and it doesn't really get you anywhere because if I just say the word journal, it's kind of a trigger word for a lot of people. They're like, okay, I love the idea of conversing with God, but when you tell me like journal and I have to write it down, no, thank you. I am not a journaler. And I remember when I was leading my Christmas retreat back a few months ago, my husband, God bless him, offered to help me serve the ladies food and help me set up the tech. He was amazing. And he heard me lead them through this journaling. And he said, when we walked out, he said, oh my goodness, if that's what you mean by journaling, like I could do that. It's specific, it's guided. I know where I'm headed. And so it was just one more encouragement to create this piece. So I spent all of December and January writing this book and the Lord would wake me up at four or five in the morning, which I know is him because I do not wake up at four or five in the morning on my own on any given day. That's for sure. And so he would just wake me up. My eyes would just pop open in the dark and I would go and sit at my kitchen table and just start writing. And I connected with Lisa Fahey of Farmhouse Publishing and she's darling. And she said, okay, Megan, I think we could get this book done by the end of April, 1st of May, but you have to get me a manuscript by the end of January. So I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. So December and January, I was like butt in chair, any margins of my day I was writing. And then February and March, we spent uh, creating the cover, editing, you know, all the things that you have to do to get a book published. And no kidding, in four and a half months from the day I wrote the first word to when the box of 50 books, my first 50 books landed on my doorstep. It was four and a half months. So I can only attribute this to the power and the spirit of God. Hands down, 100%. It is him flowing through me. I'm very passionate about this and I would love to share with you what this is and who it's for. So this book is for anyone who is really stressed, overwhelmed, confused, And feeling the pressure, feeling the heat of so many voices, so many inputs coming at us day and night. And if you are feeling the heat and you're like, man, what I really want is to seek out true guidance and understanding from the Lord. And if you want to train your ear to hear his voice over all of the noise and shift your perspective to hear from him about how to live the abundant spirit filled life for you in your circumstances, in your life, then this is for you. Because When you can hear God more clearly, when you process your most inner thoughts and feelings with him, then he will enable you to act with assurance and confidence. You will develop closer relationships with him and other people, and you will also experience mental clarity and a feeling of peace because you know that the God who holds everything in his hand is speaking to you, is guiding you, and is holding you in his hand as well. So if that excites you, then this book and journal will definitely be for you. So like I said, this book and journal will be available on Amazon. And what I would love to do to close out this episode today is read 
the introduction for you and see if this is something that the Holy Spirit is stirring in you that would be a message that would bless you, that would transform your heart and mind and really help guide you in your relationship with the Lord. So without further ado, here's the introduction from Untangled Faith, How Honest Conversations with God Lead to Deeper Connections, Clarity, and Peace. A quote, love makes your soul crawl out from its hiding place. Zora Neale Hurston. I shivered slightly in the night air as a small group of us climbed the outside stairs of the pitched roof outbuilding my friend lovingly calls her upper room. A random passerby might have wondered what they were missing out on as joyful cackles echoed through the neighborhood. A group of ladies who hadn't been together in some time clearly had much to discuss. For a wonderful period of time, a motley band of girlfriends gathered weekly to connect and sort out life. Though we were predictably prone to rabbit trails, there was usually one guiding question that ushered our time into something deeper than discussing the latest must-have beauty product or wondering if those cute shoes were new, though we definitely cover that too. On this particular night, amidst post-Christmas anecdotes and tales of insane powder on the ski slopes, the question of the evening challenged the crowd. Christina, our fearless leader, had read a compelling passage from a book by Ruth Haley Barton and teed up the following invitation, quote, as you reflect on the events of this past year, how would you describe the current condition of your soul? End quote. The laughter faded as pensive gazes shifted around the room. Our collective minds struggled to capture memories of the preceding 12 months in an effort to wrap words around feelings. Silence hovered for what seemed an eternity until one brave soul cleared her throat and offered, I'll go first. We went around the room searching for apt descriptors regarding the states of our souls. We uttered things like anxious, peaceful, put back together, confused, wounded, grieving, expectant, angry, hopeful, obedient, declaring war on, quote, living in crisis mode. Words spilled into the air coupled with laughter and tears, often the great bookends of the human existence. There aren't many pat answers or quippy remarks that wrap the whole of our lives into tidy, squared-off packages. As hours passed and eyelids grew heavy, we joked the remaining women who had yet to share should finish with, I'm fine, and call it a night. Of course, we were kidding, sort of. But it was getting late, and isn't that how many of us prefer to deflect those deeper questions anyway? If we respond to intimate personal inquiries with good, fine, or okay, perhaps the asker will take the bait and our true feelings can remain locked away. That is, until they bubble over to boiling and spew out on whoever happens to be in the line of fire, most frequently onto those we love the most, for better or worse. While my memory is fuzzy and I can't quote her verbatim, my favorite line of the evening came from Holly, who summed up the experience with something akin to, quote, I love the fact that this group is different from many others. While much of the world advises running from hard, we won't run from it. We won't allow the easy answers of the world to infiltrate this group, end quote. Those words described a core truth of human existence. We have a choice as to how we show up each and every moment. We can run from the hard in an effort to protect ourselves and retreat to a shallow, benign conversation. 
or we can dive headlong into the deep end, trusting that a vulnerable, earnest quest for real depth will be the exact thing that brings true life and freedom to our souls. Missionary Frank Laubach writes of the transformative benefits of, quote, opening your soul and laying it bare to the public gaze, end quote. In the collaborative publication with Brother Lawrence titled Practicing His Presence, one of the greatest pieces of Christian literature of all time, Laubach develops this concept with a challenging truth. Quote, it is not the fashion to tell your innermost thoughts, but there are many fashions and concealment of the best in us is wrong. I disapprove of the usual practice of talking, quote, small talk whenever we meet and holding a veil over our souls. If we are so impoverished that we have nothing to reveal but small talk, then we need to struggle for more richness of soul. Do you ever feel tempted to conceal the best of you because it feels easier than shedding the veil protecting your soul? Small talk is the easy button response to interacting with others because the alternative feels too hard, tricky, or unwieldy to navigate. I have a good friend who plainly states, quote, earth is hard. You don't have to live more than a few moments in this world to know life is often complicated, stressful, broken, and messy. While there are seasons of mental clarity and great celebration, there are just as many that leave us confused and gasping for air, wondering how to catch our breath. What are we to do in those hard places? To whom do we turn when we reflect on a year and have more questions than answers? How do we battle confusion, anxiety, and fear in the face of uncertainty? When the pain of loss or indecision feels too great to bear, we may wonder if God sees our pain and cares about our circumstances and situations enough to intervene or show us the way. We know we're utterly lost without his presence. King David described this natural angst when he cried, quote, Lord, don't hold back your love or withhold your tender mercies from me. Keep me in your truth and let your compassion overflow to me no matter what I face. Evil surrounds me. Problems greater than I can solve come one after another. Without you, I know I can't make it. End quote. Psalm 40, verses 11 and 12, Passion Translation. Can you relate? While you may be tempted to throw in the towel and pull a Solomon, arguing that everything is vain, futile, and meaningless, Ecclesiastes 1, verse 2, varied translations, I want to counter and declare that while life is complicated, you are not without hope or answers if you can fully open yourself up to find them. You don't have to wander around life overwhelmed with stress. Why? Because you have a peace the world cannot give. John 14, 27, New Living Translation. You don't have to fall prey to a spirit of confusion or shallowness of soul because there is supernatural counsel available to you through the power of the Holy Spirit, who will guide you into all truth. John 16, 13, NLT. When you lean in and listen to the voice of God, you will get wisdom and understanding. Proverbs 4, 5, NIV. Peace, counsel, wisdom. Sounds great, right? But how exactly does one hear God's voice in a world full of conflicting messages and constant noise? This is a conundrum I have encountered more often than I care to admit. However, I am reminded that time and again, 
that following Jesus is an art, not a science. It's a relationship, not a formula. This idea might come easy to you, but I can assure you it has not come easily to me. I'm the type of person who often gets lost in big existential moments and wonders why things happen in the present, how things might evolve in the future, and what specific nuggets of wisdom I must glean in order to prepare for said future. Some might call me a little extra. I'll let you be the judge. In the infant stages of our life together, my husband and I had the opportunity to meet with a marriage and career counselor who could help us draft both individual and shared visions for our lives. After a few sessions, the advisor dismissed my husband from the room, telling him to grab a cup of coffee or take a walk around the block because he was relatively simple. He had Scott's personality and wiring pegged. I, however, was a bit more, quote, complicated, and he needed a moment just with me to sort some things out. At the time, I was young and finding my way. I wasn't sure who I was or what I liked. I shied away from new things because I was scared to fail or make a fool of myself. I'm happy to report that I have matured over the years, but this people-pleasing, caring what other people think, thorn still plagues my flesh now and again. At the end of the day, however, God continually reminds me of something that anchors itself in the primary as the primary source of my identity. This foundational truth is the birthplace of all other things in my life. The truth is this. I am God's child. If I know without a shadow of a doubt who I am and to whom I belong, many natural questions about the how and why of life take a back seat. My spirit no longer needs all the answers my greedy flesh desires. I can more readily relax in the holy, mysterious tension of it all. I can run, walk, or limp forward, come what may, because I know the position of a good and gracious father is his, and the identity of chosen and dearly loved child is mine, just as it is yours. If you are in Christ, you no longer need to operate as if you were a spiritual orphan, desiring to prove yourself to the world, fighting for scraps, living off survival instincts, and jockeying for acceptance. Rather, you are his beloved child, grounded in the love of the King of Kings, knowing every spiritual blessing available in the heavenly realms is yours simply because you believe. If you operate from this foundational perspective, many of your questions and worldly angst will fade as you lean into his love. This sounds amazing, doesn't it? Almost too good to be true. While it is absolutely fundamentally true, there is one large caveat. You are still human, and so am I. This means we will likely experience our fair share of pain and brokenness, which often breeds questions and doubts. Despite our best efforts to battle stress-induced insomnia by counting backward from 100 or praying the 23rd Psalm, we will lie awake many nights engaged in mental battles beyond our human control. So what do we do with all of these natural questions and stirred-up emotions? Don't berate yourself or allow guilt or shame to color your experience. This is exactly what the accuser would want you to do. Don't lock your precious pain away in a dark and private vault. Instead, may I humbly suggest you bring everything to Jesus. You don't have to bear the weight alone because he offers to carry your burdens. He invites you to cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. 
1 Peter 5, verse 7, ESV. In lieu of operating from human angst, Jesus offers the most beautiful exchange for your stress and anxiety in these profound verses. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest, walk with me, and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30 the message. It's natural to want to poke holes in this promise in an effort to grasp the enormity of this enticing offer, as it sounds too good to be true. In my experience, I find it means that you and I can connect with God, the God of the universe, at any time, in any season. It means if we stick close to Jesus, we can hear his voice and trust the Holy Spirit's guidance in our lives. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one. The power, authority, grace, wisdom, and love they possess are also ours through the redemptive cross of Christ. So often my mind wants to live in the natural realm of good old-fashioned logic and common sense. I live as though I must muscle my way through life and figure everything out on my own. However, as Oswald Chambers writes in his book, My Utmost for His Highest, quote, every time you venture out in the life of faith, you will find something in your common sense circumstances that flatly contradicts your faith. Common sense is not faith, and faith is not common sense. They stand in the relation of the natural and the spiritual. Of course, we must not vilify common sense. When we hand our newly minted 16-year-old the keys to the car for the first time, we hope and pray to God the kid can employ some common sense. Common sense is not the enemy of faith. Common sense is simply the baseline foundation for all human living. The difference between universal baseline living and those of us that are in Christ Jesus is that we can build upon common sense and gain access to a supernatural realm that will enhance our inclinations, inform our decisions, and lead us into levels of faith and wisdom many people will never experience in this lifetime. Just how might we obtain this promised clarity and supernatural peace? That is the question we will explore in the pages of this book. Together, we will debunk certain myths that keep us stuck and discover transformative truth about communicating with God. We will journey through the pages of Scripture to explore how Jesus communicated with people and study what they experienced after life-altering encounters with Him. And you will have the opportunity to meet with Him yourself. God wants to sow truth deep into the fabric of your soul, the truth about who He is and what He wants you to know the truth about how he cares for you and why you can trust and follow him. It is extremely possible you have many questions swirling around in your heart and mind even now. You might feel as if your prayers are falling on deaf ears, wondering if God hears you and even if he hears you, does he actually care? I believe there is ample space and tremendous grace for those kinds of questions. A divine, compassionate margin exists for curiosities, doubts, and tangled-up thoughts. We are human, after all. Of course, God knows that. He's known it since the beginning of time. As such, he established a plan for restoration and renewed relationship. The plan is a person. His name is Jesus. 
In the midst of a dark and messy story, Jesus entered the world in the form of a human being to show us what God is like. Author Eugene Peterson translates John 1 verse 14 in the message version this way, quote, the word Jesus became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. The disciples saw the glory with their own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. Jesus is generous and true from start to finish. Therefore, we can study his life, observe how he interacted with people, and build a case for how he might relate to and interact with each of us personally. Ultimately, I want to offer a strategy and structure for communicating with God that I learned in part a few years ago. Over time, God has enhanced my understanding and dropped key pieces of the larger puzzle that I believe will bless you as well. Something I call beautiful exchange journaling changed my life. This practice has shifted the way I glean wisdom from heaven and informs how I receive clarity, perspective, and truth. It has helped me listen to the voice of Jesus in order to exchange worry and doubt for clarity and peace. At the end of the day, learning to recognize God's presence is about getting real with where you are to discover where you want to go. It's about connecting the dots of your life to uncover the divine convergence of your story. When you slow down and live with an intention to observe, reflect, and pay attention to the people, places, and patterns of your life, the pieces of the puzzle slide more easily into place. Reading this book is your opportunity to experience the reflectively guided life and absorb it to such a degree that it will transform what you do and why you do it. As you process your life through the lens of God's presence, the veil will drop and uncover your soul. You will connect more deeply with God, yourself, and others. This is the story of Untangled Faith. I can't wait to hear from you, to share this message with you. There will be many more opportunities to connect about this. Again, If this entices you, if this even (laughs) raises your heart rate a little bit, then I would be so honored for you to hop on Amazon, grab the book, and of course the journal, which is yours to use and log your own conversations and beautiful exchange moments with the Lord. So without further ado, let's keep the conversation going and reach out to me. Let me know what you think. I am so excited to see what God has for both of us as we explore communicating with him and sharing this message this message with others. If you do decide to read it, would you please take a screenshot, shout out on social media. You can find me at Megan underscore Nilsen on Instagram. Use the hashtag Untangled Faith Book if you're going to post anything about it and feel free to message me at any point. I would love feedback and hear what God's showing you through the, the pages of this book. All right, love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsen or head to my website, meganbnilsen.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.